0: I say, with Ashley Ray, another episode, another episode of
1: TV, I say, with Ashley Ray, another episode, another episode of TV, I say. Welcome to TV I Say with Ashley Ray, your go-to podcast for discovering what to watch on TV and getting behind the scenes insight from the people who make the shows you love. And today I am on the pod with someone who I think is just just is real good with TV. Just real good good at TV. Is oh how I, <laughs> You're real good at TV. I am joined by the co-creator, writer and star of the new Netflix comedy series Unstable, which is loosely inspired by his real-life social media relationship with his father. You've probably heard of. Uh, But I'm here with John Owen Lowe. Welcome to TV Club.
0: Thank you so much. I love that introduction. I like being told that I'm very good at TV. I
1: like that. I mean, we're going to get into all the credentials. Right now, Unstable, you worked on The Grinder, which as I I think you saw probably, I was tweeting today, listeners, about how I missed that era of network TV that like, Mm -hmm. you know, from the 30 Rock era to like Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Uh, you know, and unstable. As soon as I got into it, I was like, "Ooh, we're back! I'm feeling it."
0: <laughs> I love that you say that. Uh, that's that was the hope. Genuinely, it was like, you know, I have I miss that specifically my sort of you know foundation of what was a a comedy I grew up on, especially you know that sort of when network comedies were really strong. That Thursday night lineup of like Parks, The Office, Thirty uh, Rock yeah. was. A crazy
1: run. Like a golden era of comedy TV on network. And now you see people saying like, oh, finally network TV is back with Abbott. And I'm like, I I mean, it didn't really go anywhere. I know. It's it's like These incredible shows have been hiding on streaming platforms.
0: Well, look, I mean, Abbott is incredible. And I think, you know, hats off to them for doing it on network. But it's not easy to do it on network anymore because the sort of – Culture has shifted, I guess. Yeah. And and so you don't see it that much. When you compare, you know, content-wise, what they were doing, even not so long ago, look at The Good Place, you know, like you were saying, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I would say, like, New Girl was kind of like that.
1: Yeah, the, like, last kind of big hurrah and a show we will talk about later, The Mick, which you got to work on. You were in the writer's room or you were a writer's assistant. I was a writer's
0: assistant. I I wish I could claim that I I contributed any content to that show, but I did learn quite a bit from that. Yeah,
1: it was just it, it was one of the first shows I reviewed for the A.V. Club, and it was just excellent sitcom TV. It just had perfect setup, rhythm, just an amazing cast. And when it came out, I was like, this show's gonna air for like six, seven seasons. It's so good. Oh my gosh. And then it just came out right at that shift of the culture yeah. being like, oh, what is, what is cable? What is, I know. what is TV?
0: I know. That show, I feel like I feel the same way about that show as I do about The Grinder, where if those shows were on Netflix, they go for five, six seasons maybe but they couldn't find their space to exist on network TV. But The Mick was a great show, oh, really strong writer's room, just funny hitters in that room. And then the Churnins, who created it are like, you know, they came from Sunny. They're like vetted in that sense and very, very kind, smart people. They in some ways mentored me for a little bit after that. And I sent them on Stable actually. And, and, yeah. And they kind of – When it was very, very early uh, in in its uh, development, and they helped me sort of think about some things.
1: That's amazing, because watching the show, that was immediately the vibe I picked up. I was, I think my first tweet about it was like, I am tee and hee-hawing. Like, this is so, so funny. (laughs) I also, you know, your your dad... He knows how to be on He knows how to be in a sitcom. He is such a, a strong sitcom actor that from the moment you see him in that first shot, like crying over the <laughs> dog video, you're just like, I'm in. Like, where is this show going to take me? So we're going to dive into our watch list. This is where we talk about what we're watching recently. It can be old stuff, new stuff, or whatever you like to binge. First on my list was Unstable. We're going to we're gonna get into the details. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it felt like a lovely lead-in to my other shows on the watch list this week, uh, American Auto and Grand Cruise. Mm-hmm two other really strong sitcoms that I think are right there bringing back network TV that are just so funny and sharp and just you know I think there is something to be said about people who like you said grew up on TV who have really been trained by people who understand that sense of comedy and we're kind of I think coming back to a golden era of it have you been watching any of those sitcoms
0: I haven't had a chance to check them out yet I Think I've read some material though from them. I I know that they're funny. I, I just know it's like they exist in that space in my head where I'm like, yeah, that I remember seeing something where that that's a well-executed comedy. And again, like not easy to do right now. If you're on yeah. network TV and you're ex- and you're pulling off being a funny sitcom and people are watching, my hat is off to you. Yeah.
1: It's they're doing incredible work uh with with Anna Gasteyer on American oh, Auto. Wow. It's yeah. the show that was like made for her that we've been waiting for her to have. She is just having the most fun <laughs> every week, I think.
0: I love that. I'm also just a cheerleader for anyone. I'm right? like, go off. <laughs> yeah. Do your thing.
1: <laughs> like, yes, you're yes. killing it. Uh what's on your watch list? What you've been doing this week.
0: Oh my gosh. Okay. Well I have like <sighs> I'm insecure because I feel like my answers are boring. Oh, it's
1: so, funny because I thought you were saying the show Insecure. and Insecure I was is like, fantastic. Okay. <laughs> no, I love Insecure. Um, it's like a little throwback. Nice.
0: Uh, succession? Is that so
1: lame oh, to say? No, 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 no. Come on. I mean, we I know could it's... talk
0: about that. That most recent episode, yeah. you know, was, uh, I don't want to, you know, sound cliche or or like overly dramatic but that's probably the best episode of television I've seen Years, yeah, incredible. It's like it a play. Was, it's like watching a play.
1: Yeah, it was incredible. I'd felt bad for anyone else who thought they were going to get an Emmy this year because that's exactly <laughs> it's my not happening for you. Yeah. I
0: know. I was like, better call Saul. I'm sorry. for I'm you guys. so so
1: sorry. It just oh. that locked it up. I am curious. You know, Secession obviously a story about father mm. son unstable. Also in a in a different way. Yes, in a different way. We did want to ask you about like your favorite portrayals of like the parent son father son relationship. Uh, Does that pull you in with session not oh, to say yeah that, you know? Logan
0: Roy Kendall Roy father-son dynamic is riveting to me and I and look I will say I see some similarities between that and um Alice Dragon and Jackson Dragon and Roblo and John Owen Lowe but yeah. <laughs> not nearly to the extent of you know how like Machiavellian you know evil you know convoluted schemes against each other yeah. but
1: would your dad write you out of a helicopter contract he might.
0: If I made him angry enough, <laughs> first of all, that man doesn't have helicopter contracts. <laughs> but if he did, that would be a fun game for me to play is like, can I piss him off enough yeah. to get written out of the
1: helicopter contract? Out of the helicopter contract. Yeah. That's, those are the questions the session Makes You Ask, and that's why it's important to you. That's exactly right.
0: <laughs> um, I will say that I am a learned scholar when it comes to Vanderpump Rules. Oh, yeah. I yeah. am all in.
1: I'm okay. all in on
0: Scandival. I actually win on Watch What Happens Live.
1: I wanted to ask you about this because I will admit I am new to Vanderpump Rules. Okay, I wasn't. I didn't really understand what it was about. And a friend of mine was like, "If you like Below Deck, you're gonna love Vanderpump Rules. It's basically people who work in a restaurant. Yeah, <laughs> and it, yeah, and stuff happens. And I think I'm on season four now. Like I have lost days to it's this crazy. Show. It's crazy. It's the craziest so good. thing ever."
0: I don't understand how those people keep doing it. They keep, I'm like, you know the meme where it's like, they don't miss. Like, they just don't. Every season, there's something that I'm like, no way human beings act like this. Right. And it's riveting. (laughs) It's riveting. And it's funny, I was saying, you know, when I did Watch What Happens Live, one of my friends who's an actress, and she's like very successful, won Emmys, and her and I watch Vanderpump every week together, and you know ooh and ah over at like schoolgirls and Tom Schwartz, who's a castmate, was there and I was like, I gotta FaceTime my friend and we FaceTimed and she got all shy when he got on the FaceTime <laughs> and I was thinking to myself, it's so interesting because there's these, oh and then when we hung up he, he goes, oh my god, she's a fan of mine, I love her <laughs> and I was thinking like, these people are the celebrities, celebrity yeah. you know, because we want to and, and this is not me calling myself a celebrity, I'm not but people who work in entertainment oftentimes I find want to get some version of an escape from, you know, scripted or like intense, you know. Yeah. Yeah. This projects. is a question
1: I like to ask writers and, you know, creators. Do you like to watch a lot of TV when you're creating? Personally, like I have to separate when I'm working on a script. I I don't want to know, like if I was watching something like Secession while I was trying to write, I would just want to hurt myself probably. <laughs> Dude, so I, have I to, like, feel
0: that. That's why yeah. I do it That's the thing is 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 is, is, we work in an industry that's all uh, you know about comparisons and you know holding my thing against this thing and I don't need it's not healthy for me to watch Succession even though I'm gonna do it (laughs) oh yeah yeah. and go like I couldn't think of this and it's like you know that's true I couldn't I would I have to tell myself like I could think of something else and maybe people might like that other thing but I can't think of this and it just makes you feel less than and. You know, the other thing that's very true is even Jesse Armstrong, I think that's the creator of Succession. Yeah. uh, And and that writer's room could not write what happens on Vanderpump. No. No No, one can write that. Nothing is crazier than what these people are doing. No.
1: Yeah. That and Below Deck. I'm just like... Below
0: Deck is great, too. Below...
1: Yeah. That's what I really watch when I'm like... I love that. (laughs) Yeah. Like, Kate Chastain is my celebrity. She is the person that I'm just like...
0: Really? she, She... I think she... Reached out to me after the Watch What Happens Live, maybe not. But wow. You're I, know. I was living yeah. in it. I was
1: like, oh When she was on the Traders, I was just like, Now the whole <laughs> world can understand how amazing <laughs> Kate is because she doesn't play.
0: Incredible. Uh, but yeah, I had a friend that got offered to go on a below deck. And it was yeah. like, bring your friends. And and then he saw that there was also a bill to do it. And he was yes. like, I'm not doing that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I've had a few friends who are like they hit me up. Seth Rogan did the show and talked about how there was an extensive process. He was gonna do Below Deck, and then they were gonna try to make him pay like six
0: figures. Yeah, it's an exorbitant amount of
1: money. Yeah, and it's I like, saw. oh, you want me to pay to be on your TV show? Like, uh, no. no,
0: no, that's not. I would do how it though. Works. I
1: would. I, I... If
0: it was like, you know, pay for your flight. Yeah. I'm doing it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But I'm truly, my goal in life is I'm just saving up, not for retirement, but for a below deck trip. Like. Pff. I love that for you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank I you. really love that for you.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Um, I'm trying to think of what else I watch. I'm rewatching. I always, like Soul Food TV, I always go back to like, like I said, like New Girl, you know. Oh, uh, yeah. Parks, Arrested Development, Curb, Always Sunny. Those are like on a constant you know cycle in my house
1: with like a show like parks is it weird with seeing your dad is it like yeah
0: it is i don't watch a lot of stuff with my dad in it just because it takes you out of the reality of it i liked parks before he went on it funny oh, enough, like, I, I can actually remember being I know. <laughs> screw that guy uh i can remember being however old i was like 12 or 13 i don't know how long it was and and he came to me and he was like you heard of this? Because he thought I was like a spokesman for young people. And was like, have you heard of this <laughs> show called Parks and Rec? Like, I might do it. And I remember thinking to myself, like, should I tell him not to so I can keep watching keep this show? It. As if he would listen to me. But I remember, wow. I, t- I was honest. I said, yeah, you I, I love that show.
1: You would have, I honestly, with that choice, hurt the world. I, I hate know. to say it, but it is one of the best characters in TV history. Like, ah, oh, that would have been... That would have been tough. That would I am have, fond of Chris
0: Traeger. I think that's yeah, a good
1: character. I think that would have altered the outcome of history. If, <laughs> if I wouldn't go that played. far. I am willing to stake that claim right now here on TV, I say. <laughs> okay. Fair. Uh, <laughs> uh, I,
0: I like that you uh, believe in him. Yeah. <laughs>
1: One more show on my watch list that I I have to call out because on Twitter people were saying no one's talking about it. It is on Apple TV Extrapolations. It is a show that stars Meryl Streep, Marion Cotillard, I'm not saying her name right, Forrest Whitaker, Toby Maguire. It has every star you can imagine. It is about the climate crisis and it looks at america in the year like 2040 and then 2060 mm. and 2070 and eventually it's like at a point where animals are all extinct Ooh. and people have to eat like fake food and the first 3 episodes are incredibly moving and make you wonder wow what what is going to happen to the world And by episode four, they have Meryl Streep voicing The Last Whale on Earth. (laughs) What? Exactly.
0: (laughs) I might need to watch
1: that. I think everyone should. I keep making fun of it in a way where people think I'm saying don't watch it. But what I'm saying is watch it because I need other people to be like, yeah, that happened.
0: So it's as insane as it sounds.
1: Yes. It truly is. There's In this future, we have the technology to communicate with animals. And so they send this woman to talk to, like, the last whale on Earth who is voiced by Meryl Streep. And she, Meryl, the whale, is just kind of like, oh, I'm so lonely. Like, what's even going to happen? I think I heard a guy whale. And then she finds out that it was a fake recording. So that makes her very upset with humans. And it's like a whole thing. <laughs> and by this latest episode, uh, the finale will be airing this week. Uh, but by the latest episode, it's like Marion Cotillard doing this weird. So in the future, we can't touch each other because of viruses. So oh she does this weird seduction of Toby Maguire by like touching herself, and it is one of those things where I'm like, if how is no one talking about this?
0: <laughs> so I, what? <laughs>
1: Exactly. I don't know.
0: <laughs> I don't know what the to make of that. that. Yeah,
1: it's kind of a mix of like Black Mirror and Years and Years, this HBO show that also looked at the climate crisis with a talking whale. With a talking whale, and mm. then it's kind of like someone was like, "What are the most famous celebrities we can get to do the most ridiculous things that we yeah. can think of?" I think I
0: have a friend on that show. I think, <laughs> but I, I, I that sounds insane. That so yeah,
1: and to amazing performances. Like, such a moving story, and then you're like, oh, wait, these are people arguing about, like, whether they should upload their brains to the cloud so they can, like, come back as, like, monkeys. I like
0: how you've described this show because you've done a wonderful job of not really selling – or, no, not selling, (laughs) I don't want to say, but, like – I don't know if you hate it or love it. I'm I like,
1: don't know if I hate it or love it. Got it. Truly, I, it, as soon as I get the notification that's like new episode of Extrapolations, I sit down immediately to watch. Okay. It's the show I look forward to most. And wow. then I sit there going... What is happening? Got it. What is happening? So it. if you're listening, go watch it. Check it out. Tell me if you know what's happening.
0: Sounds insane to me.
1: Yeah. So I, I had to give it a shout out on the watch list. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to dive into all things Unstable, my new favorite show on Netflix. If you're on a GLP-1, you're probably loving the results. You look good. But how do you feel? How about the stomach issues, loss of muscle mass, lacking energy? All of those side effects can take a toll. So now what? The answer is GNC. We have solutions that can help address those side effects and make sure you don't get knocked off your path. Because when it comes to living healthy, we're all about it. And that includes keeping you going on your GLP-1 journey. GNC. If a friend
0: asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay
1: We are back. Uh, I, I'm i loving this conversation. I feel like you get TV the way that I do. And that's how I felt watching Unstable. Yes. I'm going to say I didn't even know this was coming out before like the day Netflix was like, hey, there's a new thing. You should watch this. Mm-hmm. You like Roblo? You watch Parks and Rec. Mm-hmm. And I was like. Okay, yes. Uh, And then I noticed a friend of mine is in it, Aaron Branch, who plays. I love
0: Aaron. I love
1: Aaron. Absolutely amazing stand up comic, just hilarious. And so as soon as I saw him being absolutely wacky, I was like, okay, I'm in, let's go. And I had to like pull myself away from this show. I I just wanted to keep binging it and was just like, what do you mean I have to go like do my job? (laughs) This is so funny. It's just. What I miss about, you know, like I think we've already kind of talked about that classic era of comedy TV. You hit that tone perfectly. And it feels like it's just created by like this stellar group of veterans who are like just in, res- you know, in all and respect of television well, in and, fairness, and the sitcom. We
0: did have a stellar veteran. We had Victor Fresco, yes, who is wonderful. Shout out to Victor. You know, Santa Clarita Diet, Better Off Ted, oh, yes. yada, yada. And, and just
1: he... uh, as listeners know, those are two shows high on my justice list Justice for Better Off Ted.
0: Yeah. Oh, they did de- like deserved better. They deserve better. Got they it. deserve
1: multiple seasons. They were incredible shows. And Santa Clarita Diet. We forgive Netflix because they've made Unstable, but we don't forgive Netflix for canceling that show before it it got a justified ending. Got it. Yeah. Um, Love Santa Clarita.
0: It's a great show. Victor's a great writer. He's really talented. I think he was crucial in, you know, helping us find that tone that you're talking about of like, you know, sort of lighthearted, but, uh with grounded and real stakes uh, comedy, you know, that's not super easy to pull off uh, these days. And I would say, you know, when I talk, just to cover what you were saying too, like when I talk about this show, the way I really like to describe it is there's this void in television right now. So when you hear the word comedy on TV, like, or when they blast it out there, it's like Barry and Succession, where I'm like, those are fan- fantastic shows wonderful wonderful shows great shows they are not
1: They are comedies. not comedies. No. A- along with The Bear. I had to scratch the bear, exactly. my head when it was in the comedy category. It's, it's bananas. Amazing show. Did I laugh when he, when he was doing a monologue about his dead brother? No. No. I wasn't laughing.
0: No. So, you know, we were like... you know, And then there's still, you know, sitcoms, but they're like heavy handed sitcoms. Yeah. They've leaned even more into the tropes. And by the way, my hat's off to them. It's hard to do and a lot of people pull it off well. But we wanted to kind of, you know... Reoccupy that space somewhere in the middle of those two, like we were talking about with these shows that can keep you, you know, enthralled in the actual story, but re- but are really like lighthearted, yeah. fast, and just. At the heart of it, just funny. We're just trying
1: to make people laugh. And I think importantly, with unstable, it's such a good ensemble. Mm -hmm. Like, how did you find that chemistry with each other?
0: Well, you know, fortunately, I've known my co-star my entire life, (laughs) so I have some chemistry. Okay, yeah, yeah. The
1: energy between you and your dad—that one, that one made a bit, you know, some sense. Uh,
0: you know, we every I say this, and it sounds kind of like a prepared thing to you know to say, but it's it's the genuine truth. Everyone we hired and or casted was our top choice. You know, we read quite a few people and you know, whether it was Rachel Marsh who plays Luna, I remember her audition and chemistry read going like, please let us get her. And then, you know, Emma who plays, uh, Ruby was hers was like, you know, as soon as we casted her, Netflix was like, we love her so much. She's doing another show for us. You know, she's a star in the making for sure. So is Rachel. Um, and, uh, (laughs) You know, Aaron is objectively so funny. Yeah, that we were. You know, when he when we first read for Malcolm, we we didn't really know the character super well yet. So we were basically trying to find a way to just make it more Aaron. And I think I think we found it. And I think he's so so good on the yeah, show. Yeah,
1: and I'm curious. I don't it. Watching him in that first episode with the karaoke scene where he, like, just hops right on stage <laughs> and starts singing uh, with your dad's character. It's a
0: quarter after one. I'm all alone and I need you now. Said I wouldn't call, but I've lost all control and I need you now. And that's what happens when literally no one says no to you.
1: I was watching that and I was just like, I would have been so intimidated. Like, this is Aaron, who I've done like open mics and bar shows with. <laughs> and he's just like getting right in Roblo's face and doing this and throwing himself into the character. You know, I, I was so curious how you have this like range of people with experience. And how do you kind of bridge that gap? I mean, for you, you've, you're have you like, he's just a guy. Like, I, yeah,
0: no, I mean, I think... I sided more with the, you know, younger sort of like core four of us in that I've never carried, you know, a show as a, as a lead. And so this was a new experience for me. And I, I tried not to have any form of like a chip on my shoulder, even, you know, having been involved in this show at a kernel of an idea. And so... You know, I related to them in that we were all kind of like, this is our first time carrying something big. And Rob is easy to work with for the most part, (laughs) and so he made that you know transition for them, I think, very easy. And for us, it was just we always knew what it was going to be. We were like, it's this very, it's honestly very little acting for he and I. And then for me, I would say the most difficult thing I had to do on this entire show is act across from Fred Armisen because he is, (laughs) first of all, we wrote the role. In his voice. I thought when we were coming, we were like, this is is just Fred Armisen. And I thought we'll never get him.
1: I just need you to know one of the notes I wrote down was need to talk about the kidnapping Fred Armisen scene because that is when I was completely sold.
0: I thought he was leaving. So I go back into the bar. Guess who's on stage right behind me? No. Holding his flute. Oh my God, your son. Goosebumps. Mm, right? And then the karaoke kicks in. What's going on? Well, nothing now. I was building to a dramatic finish on an awesome story. We should keep that door locked. Hmm. Look at that, everything's fine and you were so quick to be negative. No, 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 I'm sorry, didn't my dad kidnap you? Oh, you're Jackson. Welcome.
1: Well, yes, the relationship started off as a challenge but I've actually been enjoying my time here. We have dinner together, we play pool. Tomorrow's movie night. This guy's never seen Fargo. Don't tell
0: him anything. Which is a good rule of thumb for all of us. Never tell anyone anything. You know.
1: Before I met your dad, I was going down an unhealthy path. I threatened this man, blackmailed him, but he got me back on track. He made me realize that that's not how I wanted to be. I think I just gave you time so you could reflect. No! You? Saved me. That was the moment when I was just like, what this show is doing is so, so funny and refreshing. A- and just also being able to buy into the fact that, yes, I do think Roblo could kidnap me and <laughs> I would be into it. I would just, I would, op- I, my soul would open up. Yeah. I would learn so much.
0: He would, he would change you. He yeah. Would ch-
1: yeah. And to just see the frustration of your character and everything that scene represented, I felt like is so the show. And what Aww. I kind of wanted people, you know, my friends. Who are like? Oh, I'm going to get how many episodes should I get? You know, I think that's what people do these days with the fact that everything comes out at once, and people want to be grabbed right away. And I was just like in the first very like or is that the second episode?
0: It's right at the end of the first into the second. Yeah, right it's like the show yeah. just kicks into another gear. Yeah, yeah. And I was yeah. like,
1: as soon as you get there, you're in. Yeah, <laughs> like, that
0: was, that's honestly the hope. Because look, pilots are hard too. So you see, you have a lot of foundation to build and characters to establish and and even like, you know, plot to drive. In. And I'm actually super proud of our pilot because there's a lot of funny in it. And there's a yeah. lot of, uh, it's not just like pipey exposition, but I do think that the show kicks into another gear right at that transition from episode one to episode two.
1: Yeah. Back to Fred Armisen. So you oh, yeah. wrote this character around him. Was this one of those, you know, like just big comedy guys you wanted in the show? How did that come about?
0: He's on my Mount Rushmore of actors to work with. I'm obsessed with him. I've seen like almost everything he's done. I'm, you know, like, I think you know documentary now uh, yes and what would be like my other like top fred stuff it's hard to pick i mean him on snl portlandia i, I, yeah. I truly like everything and oh i just uh, never thought we'd get him and then he wanted to do it and we were thrilled and then he read the scripts and he really wanted to do it he mm-hmm. really liked the part and he has this thing he does that uh, that I suspect is from his days on Saturday Night Live where he kind of hones in on who's like the one person on the cast who's gonna like break for him, who's gonna laugh (laughs) at his his stuff, and then he kinda just playfully tortures them. Yeah. (laughs) And that was definitely me. And so, you know, there's all these moments that I can pinpoint that seem small. Like even, you know, in that first scene where we meet in the basement and he gets up from the couch and I don't know if people hearing this can see me, but he kinda walks up to me and waves his finger in a circle and points at my chest. He goes, Let's talk about what's going on in (laughs) here. And he just milks these things so hard whenever it's like right in my face. And that scene in particular, and then there's a scene in six or seven, I forget where he, I think it's seven where he, um, comes down after his party and we have a conversation, we're attempting to kick him out. And then it's not scripted, but he just kind of like, I'm eating a morning bagel and he just takes the uh, plate out from underneath me and walks away with it. And he would shake the plate under my nose as he was, as he was pulling it away. And I was giggling, and we were all having such a good time. And finally, our director came in and was like, ha ha ha, this is also fun. Johnny, we don't have a single usable take on your coverage. So you go. <laughs> so gotta, could you? <laughs> please keep it together. That was sort of like my. Oh, perhaps some people felt that acting alongside Rob. I, I, it's.
1: Yeah, that's just like he crazy can't make me laugh me, anymore. <laughs> but
0: Fred, for me, I was like, oh my God. And then I also have talked about most of the cast. I have to shout out. An absolute legend. Sean Clifford, who plays Anna, is so good. Yes. She is so, so, so good. And such a wonderful person. But she really, 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 like, took that role and elevated it and made it a whole thing.
1: I want to get into the writing process of this Mm. first season and what you kind of want to do with season two. You know, what did you hope to accomplish with this first season? And what do you want audiences to walk away feeling?
0: I love that question. I would say you know what we were trying to accomplish with season one, which was difficult with eight episodes, because it is yeah. you know kind of like a twenty-two episode vibe. But yeah. but but I think we what we got to do actually was something cool in that it we you know it's serialized and there's a, there's an arc, but that felt like the sort of like launching board where it's like okay by episode eight you one hundred percent know every characters deal. And yeah. and like we our goal, our sort of like mission statement was always, you know, to make people laugh. We want the show to move fast, which it does. Yeah. And we also, it was very important to us to like always have a little heart in there and make, you know, people feel. And I say like, you know, I've had people reach out to me and be like, I watched it with my dad or I watched it with my parent or it made me reach out to my parent. And that's like really that's very special to me. So that was kind of the goal. And so in looking forward to season two, we've been exploring the idea of like, you know, that nexus between, you know, what are the highest emotional stakes we can play with and ramp up while also ramping up the absurdity and the comedy, you know? And then does that create like a new, you know, form of of a relationship with his son who feels bad for him? Is there sympathy there? I don't know. There's a lot to...
1: Yeah. to explore.
0: But we can also, you know, ramp the stakes up in season 2 with like set pieces and, you know,
1: that that was another thing I wanted to highlight is that visually and the set pieces on the show are or that's the part that made me go, okay, this is why this had to be on Netflix. <laughs> like yes. when there's the invisible blanket. Yes, the invisibility
0: uh, cloak. The invisi- yes. Yeah, the invisibility
1: Setting cloak. Setting people's
0: cars on fire. Yeah, you yeah. know,
1: that's the part where I was like, okay, this is...
0: This is, ne- this is not necessarily network TV. Yeah, like yeah. this
1: is... That's that Netflix money. There's that budget. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that. Netflix money. <laughs> yeah.
1: Also, I wanted to ask, uh, was that Anna really singing and do you know how to play the flute?
0: Great questions. That was actually sean clifford singing as anna she has a very good voice and um i took lessons to not look like an idiot as i was (laughs) faking the flute so i can like play like hot cross buns but i cannot shred like that My son, the flutist, the flautist. I really have to lock that down. I'm a musician. I play piano, and and I have my whole life. And so I was like familiar. With music and music theory, which I thought would translate, turns out it does not. Wind wind (laughs) instruments are very different. Yeah.
1: I did love the joke of just like the flute being absolutely pointless and a useless skill. (laughs) So I didn't want to insult you if you're like, actually, I am a true flautist. The (laughs) only person
0: who makes it look cool is Lizzo, I think. Yeah.
1: She's the only one I've ever seen. Um, Maybe like
0: Jethro Tull.
1: (laughs) And now your character Jackson. (laughs) That's (laughs) Right up there.
0: That's very generous.
1: But like I said, Unstable, an amazing, amazing show. If you haven't gone to watch it yet, which you should have because it was on the homework list, I believe, last episode. So I love you. Like I said, I'm out here trying to get the people to watch these funny shows that are hidden deep in their apps.
0: Watch (laughs) Unstable and if you like it message me I read way too many messages about it and I need to stop and if you don't like it message me I read way too many messages about it I
1: need to stop (laughs) I mean I just across the board every friend who I got to start it loved it I did recommend it to my mom because I feel like we have a similar dynamic where I'm like everyone loves you and thinks you're so amazing and I'm just like she's just my mom (laughs) like shut up and of course she just was like well I love Roblo. that's my boy so oh boy she's that's she's older so well, now she's got a
0: new boy. A new, yeah. Okay, yeah. mom,
1: get with a new generation. Get with it, mom. Please.
0: No, it's okay. <laughs> Rob can have his people.
1: It's, yeah, okay. Yeah. You know, she was alive in the 80s, Whatever. so I'll give it to her. <laughs> <laughs> but please go watch Unstable. It is all on Netflix. Incredible cast. So funny. We're going to take another quick break, and we will be back to talk about your TV career and just some other shows you like. Woo-hoo. TV Bye. If you're on a GLP-1, you're probably loving the results, but how do you feel? All of those side effects can take a toll. So now what? Get to GNC. We'll help with solutions to address those side effects and keep you going on your journey. GNC. We are back. I want to talk some more about, you know, Unstable, your TV writing journey, just some of the experiences Mm -hmm. you've had. We talked a little bit about, you know, secession and that father-son relationship, but what are some other TV shows that you think do a great job portraying that?
0: Huh. You know, I can tell you one show that's not fathers and sons, but it's parents and children that is probably the worst depiction of, it's a reality show. Please, and it is called Milf Manor. Okay, yes. (laughs) And I, I I am speechless. (laughs) That show broke my brain.
1: That show, my mom. I don't know what kind of pull she thinks I have in Hollywood. I don't have any, but she texts me like her desires. Like she'll be like, "Can you tell them?" Milf Manor it was a show that made her text me you tell them this is this is just not even moral this uh, is she was so appalled like it was the first time I think she wanted to like write a letter, a letter. To, to the president yeah. being like how is this allowed
0: I had multiple people because I recommend that show because I want people to ha- it's very similar to how you feel probably about extrapolation where I'm like yeah. I need people to talk I to about it I need
1: people to talk to and
0: and I also need to know like how am I supposed to feel about this
1: how am I supposed to feel like did yeah. you I got very deep in one of the conspiracies about one of the sons having like a foot fetish oh oh yes right and like i'm trying to explain to friends how i'm like deep in this conspiracy (sighs) of like a 20 something boy and his foot fetish and how he's like rubbing it in the faces of these other boys but like doesn't clearly like doesn't want the moms to know that he's like looking at their feet in a
0: weird way the show is so demented so (laughs) demented but riveting
1: It's riveting. Riveting. uh, It's up there with uh, adults adopting adults in terms of reality shows that should have never been made yeah
0: it somehow feels illegal
1: yeah and that one was it turned out illegal and (laughs) another bad presentation of parents and children where they only were able to run three episodes and then it came out that one of the adults who wanted to adopt an adult was actually human trafficking oh lovely yeah yeah you know your standard human trafficking had like brought a 19 year old girl that he was gonna adopt and like locked her in a basement And in the middle of filming, A&E was like, we need to stop this. this.
0: We (laughs) should probably bail on
1: this. Yeah, like we need to just erase every memory of this show and act like it didn't happen. What's
0: funny about MILF Manor is it was pitched on 30 Rock. There's a great joke on 30 Rock. Yeah, Yeah, like it's like "Like, MILF Milf Island. Island." Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) and he's like, whatever, he's like, you know, 30 school teachers, 30, uh, like eighth grade boys. eighth grade boys. What could go wrong?
1: (laughs) (laughs) And it's like... It's like that's Milf Manor. Yeah. Truly, that is how they are making reality TV shows these days. There's a new one coming out where they just pick people to fly to random countries to marry people they've never met.
0: Oh my God. Which, you know what I don't like? I just wanted to, you know, quickly do one qualm about some reality TV shows because I I, like Love is Blind is entertaining, but I have a beef with it. And my beef is that it lacks a certain sense of self awareness. I like shows. When they're stupid, at least they're self aware. Even Milf Manor. Yeah, I, I, I'm not going to use that as an example, actually. But like, <laughs>
1: yeah. I feel like if you're on Milf Manor, you are not a self aware no, person. No, <laughs> you're not. But
0: like, you know, Below Deck, Vanderpump, they're self important, but yeah. in a way where it's like, I get why they're doing what they're doing. They have to, and they know. Like, even when I spoke to them, like when I talked to like Shorts, it's like he gets it. He's like, it's you know, they're just. I live a normal life with reality. TV cameras around me. So my life's not normal and this cra- stuff's crazy. Yeah. My problem with Love is Blind is, and to be clear, I watch it, oh, is yeah. that they're like, modern dating doesn't work for me. Like the truth is, is that I care about I just need to meet someone who has the same morals and values as me. And like <laughs> talking to someone for five days without seeing them in a room with cameras around me is like naturally how I can fall. I'm like, is this I is can do that. <laughs> someone needs to go on and be like, this is insane. Yeah. I've run out of options. And, and, maybe so and-, and maybe this
1: works. And maybe this works. And like, let's be honest about the fact that they are drinking alcohol. From They're hammered. Like six, eight, all day. Like when Tiffany, my girl this season, like fell asleep in the pod on her date. Iconic. Uh, I was like, she's a queen. She's me. There's a handle of tequila in front of her. She's and just be- <laughs> facing it. She's just yeah. like housing that And handle. people are like, how could she do that? And I'm like, how could she? Yeah. They are drunk By the way, all day. Imagine how boring.
0: Oh yeah. The amount of like, what's your favorite place you've ever been to? What's yeah. your favorite color? What's your sign? Yeah. So
1: family, like
0: Yeah. And I don't, by the way, I need to really know someone to care about their answers to those types of questions. And yeah. then it's like these cuts to people being like, you know, the thing about my mom is that she's just like really and I'm like, you've never seen this person before. <laughs> don't tell them that.
1: Yeah. But but then they act they also will be like wow so like his mom grew up poor and my mom grew up poor destiny that's like the deepest thing anyone's ever said to me and i feel like i am an insane person because like insane what am i on dates like telling people too much about myself? there was
0: one person who i forget who was like you know he comes off as a douche at first and then he's like the truth is is like this is all just a facade i'm hiding because like i'm scared people are gonna judge me for like my mom yeah and i'm like who is judging you for your <laughs> mom? This feels, I don't want to like be mean. Yeah, but I'm be like, mean, but like, most people
1: are very sympathetic so, to yeah, stuff like that. And it's like 2023. And he kept yeah. being like, he keeps bringing up the fact that he's like, I didn't want a Romeo and Juliet situation. <laughs> and I'm like, that wasn't how that. That's but, not it at all, <laughs> man. not the same thing.
0: It's crazy. <laughs> and then my favorite part in those shows is always like that, that one moment. I know you know where it's like, I think I'm falling for you. And I'm oh, like, yeah. oh, on day four? Nice. On day four, cool. yeah. They're like, I think, I think the, the music, The music swells. and Yeah, like, and
1: it's like the second day of their honeymoon. Do <laughs> Should we just this? Should we just freaking do it right now? Oh, my God. It's like, I'm in love with you. We've yeah. had breakfast in bed every day, and they've been force-feeding us mimosas. This and the other thing of like
0: where they're like, it's like in the one-on-one interview where they're like, this is so crazy that this is happening right now. Like, I never thought this would happen. Like, why'd you go on the show?
1: Yeah. Why are you on the show? So then why did you do that? Why are you on reality TV? Yeah. Like, this is it,
0: exactly what you thought This was is happen. what you, you wanted want to want This
1: is yeah. Uh, do you do Ninety Day Fiance? Of course I do okay. ninety day fiance. Okay. Are you watching ninety day the other way? The um, where they go
0: over there. Yeah, where they I go haven't, over there. I, I need to get into it. I know of it, and I know of yeah. characters. To
1: me, like... it is my favorite of the spinoffs. You know, the original got a little dry for me, Yeah, and now they're sending Americans to, like, Morocco, who are like, what do you mean I have to make wine in a toilet because I can't buy it in a store?
0: I love that because the truth no. is, the best parts of 90 Day Fiance, the OG, was when the Americans went there. Like, yeah. Like, when— um. Big Ed Whoa. went there. That's went my. To the that's the crazy. That's the one of the craziest moments in television ever.
1: Oh yeah, like the moment when he's like, "Hey, I got you an anniversary present. It's toothpaste." <laughs> and it's like, "Oh my gosh. She's like,
0: "Does my breath
1: smell?" <laughs>
0: that is, show is incredible. You can't write that stuff. That's no. just too good.
1: It's uh that is why you know that's that's why that's why we I want to say that's why we make TV, but it's really not. That's how I distract myself to make <laughs> TV. <laughs>
0: I'm trying to think if there's any other shows I want to, like, shout out before. Yeah.
1: I mean, you have impeccable reality TV taste, I got to say. Thank you. Yeah. Thank Are you, you doing Seeking Brother Husband?
0: I don't know that. Ooh.
1: So they're I Seeking Sister Wife, which is, like, creepy, religious. It's kind of people being like, we need a third wife for our commune. Yeah, Seeking Brother Husband is not like that. It's like poly couples where the woman is just like, I want five husbands because I'm cool. <laughs> like what? like there's one woman who's just like, I just love dating and I will never stop dating. So that is why I need a third husband right now. There's one woman who like cheated on her husband Incredible. and then convinced him to be in an open relationship. Yes. Checkmate. So yeah.
0: <laughs> What's funny about, that reminds me of Too Hot to Handle. Oh yeah, yeah. In the sense that they, 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 like, you know, Core messaging. It reminds me of this. My favorite thing about Too Hot to Handle is imagining the pitch meeting where you go, okay, here we go. This is me. It's like, here we go. So we're, we're taking like however many it is, 10 super hot, young, horny people, girls, horny, young, yeah. hot girls. They're on a resort. Okay. And the, and the person listening is like, okay, go on. He's like, no. now add 10 super hot, horny Young men, yeah,
1: yeah, you know, you're, you're cooking right? now You're cooking, okay. I'm seeing something now.
0: There's a robot voice Ooh. that tells them instructions, okay. Okay, and here's the kick,
1: yeah, they can't have sex for 30 days. How much money do you need to make this happen? It's crazy. I'm in like, just I'm don't in. 18 seasons have
0: sex. <laughs> that's the notion. Is like, that's the whole if show. If you guys have sex, you lose the money, yeah, and it's like 30 days, and they're all like.
1: Oh, what are we gonna do? Oh, oh, how do we survive? Yeah,
0: <laughs> incredible.
1: Uh, we are in. A, oh God, so much good. Reality have you seen the movie
0: TV? Network? I have. Yeah, I feel like we live in and, that yeah, era, like or, that, like where, like a, a random AI generator is coming up with stuff. Where it's like, with, yeah. Uh, you know, milfs and kids, are like <laughs> you know, people, you know, on an island, trap them, trap make, them you know, uh, make them think they're dying. I yeah, don't know. We
1: send people to different countries and they have to get married yeah. in a day. And it's uh, it's amazing. We are running close to the end of this. But before we go, I do want to ask you about your time on yes, American Horror so Story sorry. call and working with Ryan Murphy. I have such a complicated and intense relationship with Ryan Murphy, where I absolutely love him and believe that he is his own genre. You know, for sure himself.
0: he is. Yes, for sure. That's a great way of putting <laughs> yeah,
1: it. Yeah, and it's like, sometimes I have to explain to people, until you speak Ryan Murphy, you mm-hmm. may not appreciate the depth of all of his work.
0: Yeah, I think Ryan, amongst many accomplishments, one of the things he did really well was he kind of like revolutionized or created his own genre of camp. Yeah. and And does it in a way that you know some people don't get it but i'm i get it i'm like it's so good what it's he does so good. and look by by the way i think and you think he would admit this is like he takes such big swings that he misses sometimes but when he hits he hits it out of the park and yeah. i think that is the mark of like a very Talented and you know long-lasting artist. I I really respect Ryan. Yeah. And I and I say this as someone who you know for having worked in that world didn't interact with him too much. We were friendly. He's kind of like the Wizard of Oz in the sense of well, it, without the fraudulence. In the okay, sense yeah, yeah. that um you know when he shows up on whatever set it is, it's just like oh my god there, there he is, and he always has great idea. I love it because he gets like a, it's like exactly how you want. He comes in, he's like. That's the wrong color. This is, that. and you're just like you're so
1: right. Yes, he's so right. Like, and he is. Like, he just has that taste and detail for television. Like in camp, and yes. what he wants to do. You know his just his mise en scene. his yes. vibe. it's beautiful. But like, ho-
0: working on horror story, you know, I was assisting the you know director EP. There's Guy named Brad Beaker, who is the best, the super talented director. He actually now works on coincidentally does Lone Star, um, which I wrote on, and Rob is on, and he's done. He's sort of like Ryan's guy for a, for a lot of stuff, and um, that I was on the season, uh, Cult. Colts. yeah, yeah, and first of all, that cast was so fun, very so good cast fun. That, that was a, I think one of their better casts,
1: yeah. Which actually, I mean, I take I mean, that back. That's I, there's so many good That's, casts. I take that back. <laughs> But I appreciate it because there are American Horror Story fans listening who will be like, no, 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 no. I rank every please. <laughs> oh yeah,
0: okay, good. I take Between, that best. by best I meant it was one of I, their most interesting. I would put it in my top
1: five cast. Like
0: I just by best I just meant it. It felt like one of the bigger swings. Yeah. There was some a lot of new faces. I mean, it's yeah. it's obvious for me. It's always like, look, I was about to say something, not phrase as well. I was gonna, <laughs> but like. Give me Evan Peters all the time. Yes. A, I love him. I love Evan Peters. You know, Peters. Sarah Paulson's always gonna deliver. You know, Jessica Lange's always gonna deliver. So it's like, uh, and I'm probably missing some other like you know cornerstones of the horror American Horror Story universe. Yeah, but, early
1: Angela Bassett in the oh in Angela earlier Bassett's seasons. the seasons. Yeah, she was. uh and then I think she was by the like, way too famous on because... on nine one
0: yeah, and now on nine one one. Yeah, so, so Angela Bassett is. So cool. Just, yeah. She came and directed one of the episodes of Colts. And I didn't know she directed I, an episode yeah. that season. That's amazing. And she is so nice, so professional, and looks 25 years old. Yeah. I, I'm just like, what it I bugs do me a little. I'm like, you're perfect.
1: She might be a vampire. She's perfect. Like and it's and I wouldn't even be mad if it came out she had like I don't know, a blood cellar in her basement, I, I'd be like this Let is her do of, her thing.
0: Same. This is a weird take, but I feel like and Angela Bassett is like a renowned celebrity, household name. I'm like, Angela Bassett is underrated. Like she could be even yeah, I'm like, we even should, more famous. She could even be even more legit. She's <laughs> she should awesome. be doing so much, so much more. So that's me giving her flowers. But Yes. Colt was fascinating. You know, the working in, you know, like Ryan world, uh, Ryan Murphy land, everything they do is so exciting. There's, there's a sense of excitement that goes along with like showing up every day. It's invigorating and also exhausting. And yeah. it's like my hats off to those people that have been doing it and doing it well for as long as they have been. And I learned so much and I feel like I carried some of those things I learned, about the industry and how television is made with me. But it also was like a spin cycle that I was like, holy smokes, I don't know if I'm cut out for this.
1: Yeah. I, I love that so many people come back to work with him again and again, that it's like, it must be such a wonderful set oh, experience. riveting. And also I'm like, his shows seem grueling to make, <laughs> like, especially They're American not Horror Story. Yeah, where no. I'm just like- I'll tell
0: you one thing just that, they, that I'm sure they wouldn't mind me saying, because that's the other thing is like, Ryan Murphy is incredible and also- And I don't think he'd mind me saying this. I'm scared of him. Yeah. So. (laughs) um, And I'm not saying any of the compliments because I'm scared of him. I promise. Um, But yes, one thing I'm sure they'd be comfortable with me sharing is like they they use atmosphere for like all of their shots, right? So they're just cranking atmosphere into these. And so you'd go and shoot in these tiny little locations and like. You're just like choking on atmosphere, <laughs> and it's it's so. But it the shots. It, that's why the show yeah, looks so beautiful. And that's why
1: the show, yeah, looks so and good. Also, and, and it's so heavy it's and so
0: demented, vibe. and you have like Evan in a corner, like borderline, like method acting, and <laughs> yeah. he's so good. And you're like, if I talk to him right now, he, he's a serial he killer. Might, he's yeah, he's gonna kill he me. Might
1: stab me. It's a
0: fascinating experience.
1: Oh uh, gosh, I. I, I kind of want to rewatch that season now. Thank you for sharing that. That's so cool. I am obsessed with the musical Falsettoland, and my dream is for Ryan Murphy to adapt that for television. I don't, I just, I'm not
0: familiar with that.
1: It's like this, like a three-part musical that came out in the 80s and 90s mm. about this like man who realizes late in life that he's gay and like leaves his wife and child. And it is kind of pose vibe with like a glee vibe with musical <laughs> added number uh, That's right up like i'm like dude you gotta make this and then it just kind of turns into maybe the newest season of american horror story in new yeah. york where it gets really into the aids epidemic and just wow. like this really intense take he's just one of those creators where i'm like he his taste his yeah like you said he's created his own version of camp
0: for sure and i do have to shout out one of his partners tim minear who yes. you know is the co-creator on Horror story and um lone star and was sort of like my one of my bosses and is so talented, and he—he's part of the genius in that system. And I would just be remiss if I didn't say shout out to yeah, TV, so I mean, genius.
1: I think this conversation, you've listeners, you've seen you—you you have had all the best TV people <laughs> in your career. I mean, <sighs> and it pays off with Unstable because. It's a hit right out of the gate for me. And one more little question. Have you heard news about a season two pickup for Unstable?
0: I have not. I, and I also don't know what I'm allowed to say.
1: <laughs> okay. Okay. Fair enough. But it doesn't matter because we are going to be fighting for it. <laughs> just, yeah.
0: I would just say the the thing I would I would say is um everybody wants to do it.
1: Everybody wants to do it. I want it. And if Ashley Ray and TV I say wants it, it happens. Let's get That's, it done. Yeah. My mom thinks I run Hollywood, and so this is how it goes. <laughs>
0: as far as I'm concerned, you do.
1: Thank you. Thank you. So, like I said, Unstable's complete first season is streaming now on Netflix. John, is there anything else you want to plug? Social media handles. Go catch up on Watch What Happens
0: Live. Yeah. Watch what I was like. Yeah, I'm Johnny Lowe on Instagram. And um, like I said, I, I genuinely like hearing from fans of the show. So, if you want to tweet me or, you know, whatever, I don't know how you would call it me, Instagram thing, yeah. post it, story it. Story you know, tiktok Give it some love. TikTok is a thing. I forgot about that.
1: I forget about it all the time. Post a TikTok. Uh, do the TikToks. Do, do a talk. <laughs> I want to thank my wonderful, wonderful guest, John Owen Lowe. And, you know, we're just going to wrap it up for your homework for next week's episode. Like I said, extrapolations. We have the finale just watch the show so I feel like I'm not crazy and watching it. We still have Seeking Brother Husband. I have a really fun interview with the main couple on that show that'll be out on Prime Timer. So if you're not caught up on Seeking Brother Husband, make sure you are. And then, of course, I'm going to tell you to, to dive back deep in the 90 Day world. Uh, 90 Day the other way. I, I think I'm going to have some fun, exciting guests from 90 Day joining us soon on the pod. So. There you go. That's your homework. Ooh. Yeah. Well, you know, some fun stuff to watch. You got Nothing fun heavy. stuff ahead. Yeah. Unstable. Some great reality shows. Uh, should I throw something serious in there? D- the, there's a new documentary on the Boston Marathon bombing on that, Netflix. Yeah. yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Came out. That's That was one heavy. of those. Yeah. Heavy. One of those docs where I was like, I was alive. <laughs> I saw it on the news. I don't know how much more I wanted to
0: know. I yeah, I was
1: like, you know. I saw that happen. Yeah. But I watched
0: the Mark Wahlberg movie.
1: Yeah, there's your deep, heavy pick if you need something sad to watch. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode. TV, I say, with Ashley Ray. Another episode, another TV I Say with Ashley Ray is an Earwolf production made by me, Ashley Ray Harris. It's engineered by Abby Aguilar, produced by Scott Sani, executive produced by Amelia Chapelo, and our original theme song is by Rafia. It means so much to me if you go rate, review, subscribe, follow TV I Say. Let us know what you think and tell your friends. Share with your golden girls. Tell your boys. If you love my TV recommendations, let everyone you know know. For special TV club members, join my Patreon. And you can also find my full archive ad-free episodes of TV I Say over on Stitcher Premium. Use promo code TV I Say, all one word, for a one-month free trial at Stitcher.com premium.